Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Dragon Talk. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Dragon Talk. I'm Greg Tito. This? this has to is this being recorded? It's being recorded. That is by far the best intro I've ever heard. I mean, we're peaking. We're peaking right this now. This is so good. This is really good because I am Greg Tito and you are Shelly Mazza Noble. And we have an awesome guest. Mrs. Blue Jay. I guess I don't know why I'm putting Mrs. Mrs. in there. <laughs> Mrs. Blue Jay. Her name is Blue Jay, and she uh, came into the office and recorded this awesome interview uh, talking about what's going on at TwitchCon, as yes. well as just twitching in and general. And just being a streamer. Yeah. And young. Very young. Very young. Yes. That's what the kids these days are doing. Like 12 years younger than us. Somewhere in a classroom far away, there's a kid who's saying, when I grow up, I want to be a streamer. Yeah. Or a YouTube star. It's an, isn't, or an influencer. Are your kids already saying that? Oh, he definitely wants to your be a kids, YouTube Your kids, plural? Star. Yeah. Are your kids, plural, saying He's, that already? Yes. Where's my other one? Uh, I don't know what the other one's saying. It's. Uh, I haven't been paying much attention to that second child. <laughs> no, you've told no out. stories about this hmm. uh, second Sorry. demon uh, girl that you have been appearing as on the websites here. I haven't been doing anything. You haven't been doing anything. This place is haunted. It is haunted. There's a message coming from the other side. Uh, but it was really interesting to talk to Blue Jay uh, yes. about uh, what it was like, her journey from four years ago to now uh, and all that. And uh, I can't wait to hang out with her at TwitchCon and see her play with Jeremy Crawford. So we'll get some more yeah, information cool. about all that when she's here. Uh, look forward to that. Yep. Um, speaking of TwitchCon, Dungeons & Dragons is going to be there in force. We, were <laughs> 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 we were going to be there in force. Uh, there will be streaming going on all three days on October 26th, 27th, and 28th. Shelly will be cackling throughout all of them, stirring the pot of our witch's brews. Do it again. We're going to be there in force. <laughs> um, Why is that so funny? Look for us on twitch.tv slash dnd. I will now. All that weekend long. Uh, there's going to be D&D games. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk to the authors of Art and Arcana, which we already talked to on here. Oh, we're going to be there too. About what's going on in Ravnica. We're going to see WWE superstar Xavier Woods Love that. perform live a couple of times. Uh, lots of great perform people. Perform wrestling? Wrestling moves live oh, that while awesome. in costume as a Dungeons & Dragons character. So can't go wrong. Right? Nope. What could go wrong? Absolutely nothing. Chairs will nothing. not be flying. There will be no flying chairs, <laughs> if I have anything to say about I'm it. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, Make great TV. Improvised weapon, 1d6 of damage. That's all I got to say. I think it'd be more than that. What do you what would you say as Dungeon Master? 1d20. <laughs> of damage? <laughs> yeah. This is why I'm not a dungeon master. I like that you were like, I'm going to say 10, but nope, I'm going to go for 20. 20. <laughs> Raising up those stakes. Yep. Uh, we got some uh, cool books coming out. We got Do Guild we? Master's Guide to Ravnica coming out on November 9th in game stores, 20th everywhere else. Uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage is also coming out on November 9th in game stores and uh, November 20th everywhere else. Okay. Uh, a little bit of a delay there. Their printers got. Jammed. We got the we got we got, print, jam. we got a paper jam. <laughs> got a PC load letter. A big old paper jam. Um, and uh, the, also the core book sets uh, will be coming out a little bit later uh, than anticipated, but you will be able to get them 
Um, just as you like them. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, October, sorry, not even October, no. November, November 20th, um, everywhere for the uh, standard covers, and then the alternate covers will be available in Core Hobby stores on November 16th. Oh, wow. You know what else is coming out on November 16th? Yes, I do. What? Dungeon Mayhem. Mayhem Dungeon. Causing some mayhem. On your sandwich. Mayhem. Not mayo. Not Dungeon Mayo. You were saying mayhem. Oh, mayhem, please. <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> mayo. And um, my mayhem. It's a fantastic game if you haven't seen it already. Uh, it is. Is it fun to play a card game? Easy to learn, difficult to master, very deep strategy. But if you lose, you lose fabulously. And if you snooze, you also lose. Right. So make sure you choose the news. Uh, and don't goose. Oh, did you hear that? I thought... I thought just like, shut us off. It is haunted in here. Did you do something? No? Mm-hmm. I thought he did. Did I you thought, hear that? I thought he was about to like, like, talk, talk like, in oh, and be like, doing that. you're being silly again. again. It must be the ghost S she, that's you been know bothering what? Eden us. Eden is not a fan of Dragon Talk. No, she is not. She's she been trying like to me. mess us up this whole time. I think she wants to co-host. She, oh, that, that's that's an idea. That's an idea. We'll explore that uh, at a later time. Of course, we're talking about uh, the specter behind Betrayal Legacy. Apparently haunting this room. And our lives. Yes, she is. Yeah, but she's, uh, she's quite cute. She's otherwise. so cute. Yeah. Uh, so that game comes out when? November 9th. November 9th. There's a lot happening Dude, on November, November 9th. Two. Yes. Oh, everything's my in November. always been November. Okay. <laughs> You're the ones who started moving into my turf. <laughs> Ooh, is that, it's turf now? You're it's like, turf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you're a jet, you're a jet. From your first vinaigrette. Vinaigrette? Yeah, I always Are we it. still on the salad sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a con- this is Dungeon Condiment. It's the condiment show. The official mm. condiment of the Dungeons Ooh, and Dragons podcast. I am actually podcast. hungry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a chickpea salad for dinner. So uh, we should just throw this to a segment because we, oh. we could do this all day. Or we could talk about recipes. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that too. So my favorite ham salad sandwich. Your mayhem. Mayhem. There's no ham like a mayhem. Um, we have an awesome Lori Cheneau segment, but I just want to give you guys a heads up. We're talking a lot about some horror themes. There's definitely some scary stuff we're talking about because it is around the Halloween. We want to make sure we were using some uh, imagery that you might be able to incorporate if you're going to do like a Halloween one shot. Oh, uh, but just want to give you guys a heads up. We're talking about some horror Blue stuff. Blue Jay doesn't like horror. And you I had know. to put a horror segment on her show. Well, well this is a perfect segue. All right. Then, so you can skip right ahead if you're not into the horror and go listen to, to Blue Jay. Sound like a plan? Yes. All right. Let's do some bangs and bongs. Okay. Bing. Insane in the brain. everyone and welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know. I am Greg Tito and I am joined by Mr. Chris Perkins. Hi there. Who's giggling at me in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just misbehaving a little. That is okay in my book because <clears throat> today we are going to talk about a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons lore like we do on this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, that is aiming to misbehave. 
The domain very oh, seasonal. Yes, exactly. It is it is uh fall here in Seattle. In fact, today it was probably the foggiest morning it's been in a long time. It was quite um spooky. I thought I was in Barovia. Mm-hmm. I could yep. not see 30 feet in front of me. Yeah, yeah. My dog was deeply suspicious of it. <laughs> As he should be. There was probably <laughs> specters and <laughs> vampires abound. That's right. You don't want to go wandering off into some far-flung shadow fell plane and never be seen in the mortal world again. And that's exactly what we're talking about Yeah, today on uh, Lori Chanel. Uh, so yeah, to the domain of dread, that is Barovia, is just one domain of One of, of a dread. plethora. There are many out there. Exactly. What is a domain of dread, though? I, that's what I'd like to know. Um, so they came into being during second edition mm-hmm. with the Ravenloft campaign setting. When it was decided that there was going to be a Ravenloft campaign setting, the decision was made to expand beyond Barovia mm. and say, well, if there is a dark domain ruled by a sort of archetypal vampire, then maybe, just maybe, there are other domains like Barovia that are ruled by other archetypal monsters. And do they fit into the D&D <clears throat> cosmology of the multiverse? In a fashion, they're, they're part of the multiverse, of course, but they are detached. They are sequestered, um, cut off from the rest of the multiverse by the mists. And the mists are a commonality among all of the domains. All the domains are essentially hemmed in or bound by the mists of Ravenloft. Interesting. And those mists and the domains within them are sort of brought into being or put where they are by entities, very vague concept, but uh, called the dark powers. Mm. These dark powers have been deliberately um, not described in detail so that there is sort of an ambiguity to them mm. and, and what they can do. But in, in essence, what we have said over the years is the dark powers reward slash punish very, very evil individuals by basically carving out their domains and separating them from us in the multiverse and kind of treating these domains as places they rule but simultaneously are also their prisons. And like... Playgrounds to a certain extent? Are they to doing, a certain extent, Are they yes. doing it to, to <clears throat> tease out? Torment is probably a better word. Yeah. Um, the dark powers are evil, malignant entities, and what they want to do is torment the creatures that they lock away. Right. Starting with the dark lords of the domains. So Strahd rules Barovia as your archetypal vampire. Mm-hmm. As the Ravenloft setting went on year after year, new domains were introduced and sort of captured or embodied certain um, corners of the horror genre. Mm. For instance, there was a, there's a domain of dread inspired by the Egyptian mummy. I see. Um, yes. And the, the old universal mummy films. Right. And that domain came to be known as Harakir and its mummy lord, Anktapot, is basically locked away in a pyramid in this domain mm. um, that he, it, presides over using a lot of those egyptian kind of motifs exactly all the egyptian motifs are basically wrapped up in this one domain Mm -hmm. and as you go through and you look at all the other domains you realize that the creators the designers of these domains were basically carving out the different archetypes so there is a domain um ruled by a wolfware essentially a bardic werewolf Uh, that domain is called kartikas and the werewolf is known as the meistersinger uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's there's a uh, 
an island realm ruled by a werebat pirate. There's a, oh. a realm ruled by an evil sentient sword. There's one basically that's uh, the domain is ruled by a house, an evil malignant house called the House of Lament. Interesting. Yeah, so pretty much any movie that you can think of, be it Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, whatever, there's probably a Ravenloft domain equivalent or homage to it. And was that the uh, intent of the designers was to, here's, here are these tropes of horror yeah. uh, in American culture uh, and, and, and worldwide culture to a certain extent. <clears throat> yes. And here's how you can play within those things if you're a fan of Dungeons & Dragons. Exactly. And fantasy because I think, I think the experience that most people have with Ravenloft is they don't run an entire campaign based in Ravenloft. What they usually do is like a one-night stand or uh, a short campaign in a specific domain and then they're done. Yeah. It's sort of a one-and-done. So each domain is kind of its own standalone milieu environment. And the goal is almost always the same, which is get out. Um, <laughs> if you can. Find a way to get out. And sometimes that means defeating the Dark Lord. Sometimes it means finding some key or way or passage mm-hmm. that the Dark Lord has been guarding. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and the domains run the gamut in terms of their complexity. Some of them are quite big. And others are very, very small and local. And so you can have sort of one-night Ravenloft experiences. Oh, okay. Um, a couple examples from second edition um, that are actually pretty easy to adapt to other editions, should you be of a mind to do so, mm-hmm. are the old adventures um, Night of the Walking Dead, which is zombies. It's basically the archetypal zombie adventure. Okay. It's set in a small little uh, swamp domain called Saranya. And basically, you're just fighting zombies and trying to find out where the zombie lord lives and take him out. And there is a, a zombie lord who There's is a zombie lord. Yeah, exactly. Them yeah. All come towards you. And of you course, and... it lives in a sort of a giant graveyard necropolis, and oh. so that's where you have to go for your final showdown. But. Then there's another adventure called The Created where you wake up as puppets in a toy store mm-hmm. and have to escape. And I've run versions of that as kind of one-off events myself for people who come to the office just to visit and whatnot. You do love a puppet show. I do love a good puppet show. And nothing, nothing says screw you like waking up as a wooden puppet yeah, marionette. Right. You're, the strings are on you. What exactly. You so you're dealing with the mad toy maker motif and, and dealing with that kind of gothic horror with a lot of you know that you you use that trope a lot in dice camera mm-hmm. action for example but then also yep. in, in uh curse of Strahd. yeah 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 and uh so uh Raven, the best of ravenloft i find are these sort of short iconic horror experiences yeah and i think by the time somebody gets to the end of exploring one of these domains they're pretty much done with gothic horror and want to move on to something else <laughs> <laughs> now is there something that a uh industrious dungeon master now could take um some elements of more modern horror and adapt it into a new domain of dread yeah you could essentially um because the boundaries of the domain are flexible entirely up to you you can make it as big or small as you want you just have to figure out what creature you want to take and do an adaptation of yeah um for instance a very simple one that was done in the past is the headless horseman right based on the washington irving washington irving short story the legend of sleepy hollow yes the headless horseman is this demon uh, that rides a horse down lonely roads you could basically take you know, create some stats for that guy and just basically have the characters on a road mm. or outside a small little sleepy hamlet uh, that's being terrorized by this creature. 
and then, you know, have a one night combat with this thing as it, you know, you hear its hooves in the distance. Uh, one of the clever things. So one of the products that they came out with in second edition, that's probably worth checking out on PDF, mm-hmm. um, maybe on DMs Guild, if you're so inclined, is a product called, it was one of the first Ravenloft uh, accessories to come out called Dark Lords. Oh, and okay. all it is, is an anthology of several Dark Lords and then describes their domains in a very kind of broad strokes way, but often with like a map of the domain and a map of the villains or Dark Lords lair. So with the idea that a DM can just take one of these things, go off, flesh it out, and run it for their game. There's, there's a little bit of work that you have to do to actually execute on them, but all the pieces are there. Right. You can take them as inspiration yeah. and plunk them into anything. Exactly. You know. And the Headless Horseman one is one of particularly simple ones because it's mainly you can drop them into any domain, anywhere, at any time. You just need basically woods, a lonely road, and maybe a bridge. <laughs> and the um, idea of a, a horse. Yes. <laughs> and, and one, uh, yes. And there's actually a cool thing that always stood in my mind um, uh, when I ran it, which was this version of the Headless Horseman... Uh, can animate the severed heads of his previous victims, and they basically just fly and tumble down the road ahead of him, Ooh. sort of like a, a, a grotesque harbinger of yeah. the doom yet to come. You're like, what are all these rolling... Yes. They- oh, no, they're heads. Oh, no, yeah, they're heads, yeah. not good. <laughs> One of them's a puppet head, just, yep. just for funs. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's very cool. What about like? Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm no aficionado of horror, so I, I won't I won't. But I mean, I, even the more uh, broad strokes of things like uh, uh, the human centipede uh, kind of idea, or something like that, or or uh, um, you know, uh, any X Files episode, any X right or yeah, or anything like that. Like you can you know, abominable snowman or or any type of uh, mm-hmm. things like that. You can wrap up in one of these domains and uh, or any, anything that horrifies you is something that you'd be inspired as a dungeon master right. to, to use this yeah, way. Exactly. You can, and it can, it usually starts with, you know, the characters arrive in some small village or settlement that's been beset or tyrannized by a great evil that presides over the land. So in the case of the abominable snowman, you might be, you know, in a, a, a sleepy mountain hamlet buried under the snow and all the people gathered around the warm fires at night to tell the tale of the howls of this, sinister creature and you could play it out almost like a hound of the baskervilles style oh, adventure if you want like to, to find out what, or you yeah. can you can say you know there's there are you know sherpas who for large sums of money will lead you to where they think the creature is and you can confront it and maybe there's something about the creature maybe you maybe to escape its domain you need its blood or it's still beating heart or god knows what but yeah and then it becomes a showdown between you and the behemoth on some ice precipice you just mapped out the entire adventure right there. It's perfect. Yeah. 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 People steal that. It's use it. Right. And yeah. maybe maybe all you need map wise is a little map of the village and like a map of the ice cave where the characters, you know, have their have fateful to encounter. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um yeah, and uh, I, I think you know the, another th- thing that comes to mind is like the uh uh the saw movies, how they have like a jigsaw type mm-hmm. you know He's clownish, but doesn't necessarily have to be like someone who's got like a game that you've got to solve to get out and right. escape room type. Yes, thing. there was um, a later product. I think it was called in, Ra- in Second Edition Ravenloft called the Book of Crypts. Mm. I think, and one of the stories it was like an anthology of adventures, basically. Yeah. And I think one of the stories was you're trapped in a house with a um, with music playing and a bard, uh, sort of the ghost of a bard, and you have mm. to basically riddle your way out of the house by finding clues and things. Oh, neat. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can incorporate, uh, uh, mm-hmm. things that are horrific 
into these one shots, and now is the perfect time to do it. Yes, you can also dig out. Uh, there's been a whole passel of old Ravenloft adventures out there that you can basically pick up and adapt. Um, curiously, one of my favorites back in the day was a dungeon adventure in issue 61 called Jigsaw. Oh, um, it has nothing to do with the uh, the, the later coming movies. Yeah, um, it's a it's a uh, it's a Frankenstein story basically. With a flesh golem. That's, that's created. And yeah. Does it have sentience or not? Right. It does. And it's looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very gothic and well-told story. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and, important to note if you're going to do something. I wrote like, one myself, you know, back in the day. In you did? Adventure. One of the first adventures I ever got published as a freelancer was in issue 38 of Dungeon. It was called Horrors Harvest. And it was a, a riff on Invasion of the Body Snatchers Ooh. with pod people. Huh. Yeah, a, a comet crashes near a village, and suddenly um, people are being replaced by copies of themselves. Copies of themselves. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, it's easy to do in D and D with doppelgangers and things yeah. like that. And actually, I think the adventure would be pretty easy to adapt. Yeah, yeah. Have you uh, have you have you never did, adapted it for fifth edition yet? No, no, no. All right. Well, some enterprising dungeon master out there. Yeah, find it. Issue yeah. thirty eight. Once again, I love how you can just pull out like issue numbers. When, drop it, yeah, when it comes to Dungeon Magazine, I have you know, I it's it's got a warm, fuzzy place in my heart. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, one thing, uh, you know, just having all these horrific images, uh, I just you know always want to make sure that your uh, players are on board with that type of thing. Yes, yes. Any? I think um, the the terror. Uh, is is very real in these adventures, and so it does behoove you to make sure that your players are game for a gothic horror experience. Now, if you want something that's already been done for 5th edition, uh, there are a couple of recommendations I can make. One, um, one of my favorite ways, you know, if the players are on board, is to basically wake up with nothing in Castle Ravenloft mm. and just have fun. Yeah, get you out know, if you can. Right, get out if you can. You don't have any weapons. You don't have any spell books. You probably don't have any clothes, but that's okay. <laughs> right. Just tear down that curtain, wrap it around yourself, and just run screaming like a maniac for the nearest door. And there's some organ music happening. And there's some organ music happening. That's always fun. I think people have a good time with that. But there's also a starter adventure in Curse of Strahd called Death House. Mm-hmm. Which is which has been very popular. It's sort of your classic ghosts and haunted house adventure in Barovia. Yeah, uh, you can play it in one night and uh, for starting characters, and I think it has all the right creeps and crawls. Feels like a Scooby Doo adventure. Right, right, exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, again, make sure your your, your players mm-hmm. are on board, especially if it's going to be different or a one shot from your from your normal campaign. Yeah, uh, always a good idea to have. Uh, the good thing is with Domains of Dread, it doesn't take anything really to get you into the story. You just say you wake up, the mists have borne you to a strange domain, and deal with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, and that's that's how a lot of great. Uh, I mean, we mentioned a whole bunch of. Uh, X-Files or, or Twilight Zone or other anthology series like that where there's very little need to buy in other than like, here's your circumstances, what Correct. do you do? Yes, right. Yeah, yep. so it can be a fun uh, exercise for a dungeon master as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, excellent. Um, I, I think some people are going to be creeped out this Halloween. Uh, do you want to give any uh, clues for what's going to happen with uh, Dice Camera Action? Oh, um, so... Uh, this week, we've got two Dice Camera Action Adventures. We've got a regular game tomorrow on Tuesday, um, which is actually going to be a very Halloween-y themed. Oh, okay, good. Um, yeah. Uh, leading into our big game at TwitchCon, 
in full costume and regalia on stage, the glitch stage, uh, where um, the Waffle Crew will be joined by four sizzling guest stars, um, including Vivid Vivka, who's, who's character, who, who we're going to see on Tuesday's game. Ah, okay, She'll good. be returning for Sunday's game at TwitchCon, along with Felicia Day and Malik Forte and WWE superstar Xavier Woods, yes. Circle R. Circle and, R. <laughs> uh, they will be playing uh, characters at a, a costume party in Waterdeep, and the theme is everyone's invited, and that everyone includes some very bad people from the Ruffle Cruise past. Good, good preview. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I can't wait to see what your costume will will look like. I can't wait either. I'm, is, I'm very excited. It's going to be very fun. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. That's going to be October 28th, 2:30 uh, p.m. Pacific time. It'll be on the main Twitch channel, but we'll be hosting it on uh, DND Twitch slash DND. Our DND channel. You know where where the things happen. Twitch TV slash DND. That's it. One of us saying it is probably better than. Two of us uh, getting into it at the same time. If yeah. people want to uh, get spoilers from you on what's going to happen, uh, how can they get in touch with you? I am on Twitter at Chris Perkins DND. Excellent. And of course, uh, he, you can pester him with all kinds of uh, domains of dread uh, advice. Yes. 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 You've got a plenty. I know yes. you do. Yes. As the Dark Lord of the Domain of Dread of West Seattle, I have some advice. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you. Uh, We'll be back with some more lore you should know next week. Now I'm really hungry. (laughs) It's very (laughs) hungrifying. So hungry, dude. We have entered a uh, Domain of Dread right about in these parts. Yeah. And uh, so it's a perfect way to uh, segue into leaving Seattle, oh. where there is lots of mist, to go to San Jose and talk about what's happening in TwitchCon. Okay. So let's bring in what's happening? Blue Jay. Uh, so welcome, Blue Jay. Uh, Hi, Blue Jay. To, you're you're a, a Seattleite now. Yes, I am. I live here. It's crazy. It's been in a little over a year, and I love it so much. Where did you come from? Um, from the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, I yeah. was just there. I lived there my whole life, North Bay, and then I started coming to Seattle for conventions, and I was like, it's so pretty. There's actually weather. And then I moved here because I don't get to wear sweaters enough in San Francisco area. It's true. Yeah. And it was sweater week last week. Oh, yeah. It did was you the celebrate? week to turn into yes. wearing sweaters. I have scarves and like thick socks. I turned on my heaters. It was great. Crank it up. Crank I was it up. like, wow, it's cold. This is so wonderful. <laughs> now, then I turn on the heater so it's not cold anymore. Yeah. For a second, I was like, this is so nice. And then I was like, never mind. And then give it like two months. <laughs> no, no, it's too, no, it's too warm in here. You're like, this is ridiculous. Why did I move here? <laughs> it's been, I've, I've, I've experienced the gamut of Seattle weather. So I think that if it was going to drive me away, it would have already done that. Is that like a, a North Bay way of saying gamut? Did you just, I noticed that too. Gamut? Right? Gamut? Like it runs the gamut? That is. Is it gamut? It might have been one of those words that I've only ever read and never never actually... That happens a lot in D&D. If it is gamut, it's not anymore. I want to say it the way you say it. The gamut. Gamut. I'm the gamut. I don't even know how I said it anymore. You're embarrassing me. Well, we can replay it. That happens so much in Dungeons & Dragons where you're like, I've never actually said tensors floating disc out loud before. How do you say tensor? Tensier? Tensier, yeah. Who knows? For me, it was Aragorn. Like, reading Aragorn, I for years thought it was like... Uh, Aragorn or something. A lot of people got it with Hermione. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was a tough Hermione. One. Hermione. 
Hermione. It's like you see it written down. Did you say Aragorn? 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 The dragon? It's like, no. It's Lord of the Rings. Oh, I thought you were talking about, what's now? I can't think of the real, what, the the dragon story. Thank you. Aragorn. What did you say? Oh, with the E. Yeah. Okay, because I thought you were saying that. I'm like, I don't think that's right. I've been getting it wrong my entire life. That's all I know. You were an English major. <laughs> I mean, just read some Chaucer and then everything will be awful. And then you'll be like, what does it even matter how things are pronounced? It'll be different in 300 years. <laughs> right. It's all old English words. to me. Kids will make up new words anyway. Yeah. Now there's all the new lingos. All those children. Those kids. I'm yeah. sitting here very young. It's fine. Those kids these days. I'll be 30 <laughs> soon, and then I'll be able to say kid these days more. Oh, my soon, gosh. You're like, not 30 yet? Like 12 years? No, soon? like two years. Well, oh. one. My birthday soon. And then the next birthday. I'm 28. Yeah. What's so that happy like? kids these birthday. days. Um, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's weird because I've gotten to the point where there are people who are in my own like profession who are much, much younger than me, especially because there are so many relatively young people in streaming. Yeah. And I'll be like sitting there with someone who's like 20 years old and can't drink. And I'm like, wow, I feel old and weird. And it feels weird that like we're peers. There's no difference in between them and me because like streaming, it, it doesn't really matter. Like you can be really really successful at 20 or at like 40 and right. there's not much difference yeah so i'll be sitting there with someone who's my peer and be like wait you're 20 years old oh god oh okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> how do i how do i adjust you were you were born like after the 90s happened like there are people who are, who are adults 18 now like in 2018 who were born, born in 2000, 2000. yeah I'm, Which is crazy. That's blowing my mind. Yeah. Right? No. And you've been streaming for a, a really long Four time years. comparatively to yeah. a lot of these people. So you're like the elder stateswoman. I guess. Like, I can show you all the tricks the of the trade. I can show you the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's awful. Don't do this. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's great. I love it. It's just it's been four years and Four seeing years. how it's changed. It's, it's a lot. Right. It's so different now. Like people like Ninja, it wasn't. It didn't happen like those that scale of broadcaster. He's see. only gotten famous in like the last year. Like, yeah, really. It's so much is changing. Yeah, it's crazy. So four years ago, that was around when the um, the the Twitch Amazon deal happened, right? So that's it was where before I f- that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was probably right. They were probably still talking about it, but it wasn't announced mm. yet. Um, right. when I first started streaming, Twitch was not Amazon's little wee baby studio. <laughs> and now they're like Amazon's child. It's Jeff Bezos's like new, newborn babe, yeah. Twitch. He's like, yeah, look, this is what the cool kids are doing. Look at Twitch. <laughs> look at this plucky <laughs> startup. Yeah, look at this. It's yeah. so young. And plucky. I'm oh. like, <laughs> what is Twitch? Like 10 years old, something like that, yeah. which is relatively young for a company. So, but yeah, four years of that, I have also been there. Um, it's been crazy because I know I've kind of, I started, I started from zero, like two viewers. Mm-hmm. I started from very, very small. And I know a lot of people have got, gotten into it via, via other groups like D and D. So they start with an audience already developed and it's really interesting to see how that differs in yeah. terms of experience. We're starting with absolutely zero audience versus starting with like someone already like knows you, knows what you do. Um, which is really cool that um, people can join in on, on group projects like D and D shows 
and they already have like that buffer of support and then kind of be like, this is kind of cool. I'm going to do more of this. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So it's not, it's less of the like, hey, I'm just doing this on my own. Yeah. Like, judge me. Exactly. It's more like, hey, I'm here with my buddies. You got to judge us because we'll <laughs> or, come at you. Like, I'm here with my buddies, <laughs> one of which has experience already. Right. And they already have like kind of an audience. Oh, no. It's haunted. It's, it's, I just got it's the that little girl. book. Dragon Heist. It's so good, isn't it? I looked at the like table of contents and spoiled myself. <laughs> so, spoiled? We're pl- spoiled. You're playing it. Spoiled or spoiled? Because we're playing dra- we're, tr- we're playing Dragon Heist on oh, yeah, yeah. on Fridays. The Roll Twenty Presents crew, right? And I should never have opened it. I was it was a bad. I, Adam got mad. <laughs> You're like now you know you know everything that's gonna happen. No, only I only like I saw like spoiler alert. I saw the title of chapter three. <gasps> And I was like, okay, so I guess that's what happens in chapter three. (laughs) And then I immediately closed the book. That's good. You had restraint. I guess. I can can look at uh, Tomb of Annihilation now that we're done doing Tomb of Annihilation. I can go back and look at that. See how much is differed. But I can't look at Dragon Heist until we're done doing Dragon Heist or else I'll just uh, spoil myself. That makes sense. My GM will get mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so right, you're playing on uh, Roll Twenty Presents. How's that been going so far? It's great. I'm so excited. It's the the last two adventures we've done um, with the ones that you guys have just come out with have been so much fun in different ways. Because I started playing D and D with the Roll Twenty Presents crew. Like mm-hmm. I've been playing with that specific group minus Lauren for two years. Right. Um. That was the first time I played a role playing game was with those nerds two years ago. That was your first time. My first time. The wow. first time you played was live. Yes, live was the first time I ever played. Yeah. We that's going to be playing, true for all um, the younger generations now. You're like, it, oh, right? we just started playing video games. I'll just turn on the camera. Yep. I mean, it's so easy. Just have a camera and a computer that will run with the camera and a mic that doesn't make you want to tear your ears off and a stable <laughs> internet connection. It's really easy. That's you all know? you need. Like, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so we played Adventurers League. Um, there was, uh, I don't remember what, I don't remember if I was ever told what the adventurer was, but it was in Flan. Okay. Um, that was the first. My first character was uh, Saris, the Wood Elf Druid. Um, it was so funny because I used talk with animals at every opportunity. Oh, yeah. Made nice. my GM do all the animal voices. I flirted with the crane. It was great. Yeah. Um, was it cranes are sexy. Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Wood Elves are like, I'm the person. Do you know the Lord of the Rings? It's like you either are a dwarf person or an elf person. Oh, yeah. I'm an elf person. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've th- always been an elf person. You're in a safe place oh, because yeah, yeah. I think all of us are elf people. Definitely. Deep down. Don't tell Definitely. the dwarf I'm not, people. Not even that deep <laughs> Don't tell them. Don't, don't worry. Nobody's listening or watching no right now. No dwarf people. No dwarf listening. <laughs> Only elf people. Maybe some tieflings. It's fine. <laughs> You're all part of the same... Group. Yeah, so um, I started that two years ago, and then um, we did uh, whatever that adventure in Flan was, and then we did White Plume Mountain, mm. which was horrifying. That's not an easy one to jump into. <laughs> it was into. really hard. Yeah. It was a totally different form of D&D because I'd started playing, like, play your character and do, like, acting things, and then um, White Plume Mountain is, like, play D&D. Go from room be, to room, kill the monsters, get the magic items. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, I'm not actually good at it. I just, I like it, but I'm not like the min-maxer. You're like, can I speak with animals on that sword? Yeah, I was like, I come at it from... <laughs> Where's a, that crane? I, <laughs> I come at it from like the acting background, yeah. the improv background, and not the like math 
background. Yeah. Where, I mean, I guess that's more Pathfinder. Thank God I'm not playing Pathfinder. I would <laughs> die. I've heard bad things about how much math is involved. So D&D is really much nicer. When I played 3.5, I had to build a Excel spreadsheet to do the math for me. And that made it so much more fun because there was a lot of inebriance involved. And I was like, I can't add <laughs> Just do, these this. two numbers together. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> From what I have heard, I'm really glad that I didn't play 3.5. 5e is uh, much more beginner friendly. Yes. Yeah. I, um, At least smaller numbers. Yes. You know, it's a 20 plus something. Right. And I'm, you know, basic math. That was what, like first grade? I can remember some of it. Subtracting is hard. <laughs> I noticed okay, that none, that I noticed that none of your majors uh, were, were math or science. That's or part of why physics. I used to be better at math. I never was. Part of why I became a theater major is because there were no math classes required. That's really? Right. None? Yeah. I took up to pre-calc, and then I stopped. That was about when I stopped, too. Yeah. I no. I can't get much farther. When I was a kid, poor little nerd heart, I loved math so much that there was a chart in my math teacher's classroom that showed you the... Um, professions that needed the most math and research physicist was the one that needed the most math and I was like I'm going to be a research physicist (gasps) and then I got to college and I was like I'm not going to be a research physicist (laughs) I'm going to be a streamer yeah actually I never actually like that wasn't a job that wasn't a thing no I wanted to I wanted to be an actor I wanted to play an elf on the screen I wanted to be Legolas that was my dream he was so, pretty much the coolest. Can we, because Walking I really, snow. I am an old lady in real life. In real life? In real life. Um, so can we just go back to the beginning here? Like what it I means to be. I was born on December 7th <laughs> in okay. 1989. The day that will live in infamy. Yeah. I was in high school. I was in high school. <laughs> Pearl Harbor Day in case anyone knew. That's why, yeah. like I was no. born around midnight and my grandpa made sure that it was the 7th and not the 8th because he was like, it's Pearl Harbor Day. What, why is that a good thing? Don't you, so what? he wouldn't forget. Oh, okay. Um, I guess it's the day that we'll live in infamy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, the beginning of what? I got distracted. Career, like, how did you, well, first of all, I'm assuming people know what it means to be a streamer. Since we're streaming live Since right we're now. streaming. I yes. would hope so. Um, but how does one become a streamer? Well, I was working in a comic book store, and um, one of our regulars at the comic book store was a broadcaster. She was a streamer and we got to be friends and I was like, what is this? What is this thing that you do? And she was like, you want to come like see and hang out with me? Because we like hung out. I was like, sure, yeah. So I went over and she was playing a scary game and I almost peed myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting a sense you don't like horror. No. Oh God, I'm a weenie. I think that other people like watching me play horror, do horror, watch horror because I get really scared and I think that they find that amusing. Um, but I also like can't act like I can't do things. So I've tried playing Alien Isolation. And I just hid in a closet <laughs> and I was like, this is all I can do here. <laughs> just t- tune in for three hours <laughs> of me just hiding in a closet <laughs> and then you didn't go back anyway. Yes. So um, she she was broadcasting and she already had like a little bit of a community. She would play like Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm. And like scary oh, games, yeah. and I would just sit there and be like, "Oh my god," um, which was amusing um, because she could actually do it, and I was just like, "Ah!" Just were you part you, of the stream at yeah. this point? Like you were? Yeah, I would sit there with her, like 
some of the time when we hung out, um, she would also be streaming. Okay. Um, and it was really fun. And when it wasn't scary, um, she also played things that weren't scary. And I could actually enjoy myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really fun. And it was really cool to have, like, people there, like, talking with you and cheering you on. And there was a bit of the, like, theater kid in me that really enjoyed that. And so I was like, I wonder if my laptop can, can run a stream. And so I tried it on my own at home. And then, like, just the audience that knew me from her, like, some of them came over. I had, like, two or three viewers when I first started. And um, I just, I really enjoyed doing it. And so I kept, like, doing my own stream. I think the first few months from, like, November until, I don't know, March, I only did, like, 12 streams. What were you streaming? Uh, Don't Starve. Don't Starve Together. Um I did, there was a text adventure that I streamed because I couldn't stream that much because my PC wasn't great. I tried doing Battlefield 4 mm. a couple of times and it would like crash my computer because it was, it was a little baby laptop. Um, and then in March, I started saving up to build a new computer because I was like, this is actually something oh, cool. that I like doing and I want to do more of. Um, so I built a new computer. You built a new computer? I built one. Awesome. Yeah. I bought the parts. I made the parts list and I built a computer after like never having seen the insides of a computer before. Very impressive. Isn't it like scarily like not as complicated as you think it's going to be? I was afraid I was doing something terribly wrong. Oh, yes. And then we tried to turn it on and it didn't turn on. And I was like, what's happening? And I realized I didn't connect the power supply to the motherboard. And so I was like, okay. I try did. it again. Try it again. It turned on. It was fine. Nice. I was like, huh. And then you spend like three hours doing software, which I still, the hardware is easy. The software is hard. Oh, that part. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was just very much like, I can't believe like you just plug it in you just into this area Legos. and screw it in. And you're like, oh, this is actually way more simple than, than the standards that made it easier over time for yeah. sure. Yeah. And of course, you don't have to build a computer. You no. can just buy one. But like that was part of the adventure for me was like learning what each part did and why I wanted it. And uh, kind of breaking apart, like, what do I need to run this game and right. also stream it? Um, because the requirements for running a game are different than the requirements for running a game and also streaming it. Your processor has to be really good. So just learning all of that um, while I was getting into, into streaming and, like, what it took to stream. Like, um, learning a good mic that wouldn't pick up, like, what the yeah, right. the rest of my household was saying because I was living at home at the time. Um, yeah, that's always a bit. I, I always tell people who are starting out that audio is king. Like if, if video yes. people, will, they will forgive uh, a subpar video image uh, if the audio is good. Well, and also I uh, most of the time when I'm watching streams, I'm listening to them. Right. And doing other stuff. And I feel like people do that a lot, too. Yeah, multitask. So you could almost, like, not have a cam at first. like, And that, that's another thing is, like, learning what the things I wanted to invest in and what things I would maybe not as mm-hmm. much. Like, investing in getting a better mic than a camera because that was more important. Or actually, when I first was streaming, I got a little webcam, the Logitech one, and then I had a headset that had a mic. Oh, okay. It was horrible. My <laughs> first stream is still saved in my past broadcasts because, nice. like, it's, like, jumpy. It's like a PowerPoint presentation. I was playing Diablo 3, <laughs> um, and it was just, like, me moving and then stopping and then moving because my computer wasn't that good. It's nice as an artifact. Like, this is what it was yeah, like yeah. back then. This, this, that streaming back, back in the day. All the way back in 2014. <laughs> when I was still blonde back in the day. 
Um, Were you always called Blue Jay back then? Yes. Yeah, it's my initials are BJ. Oh. Um, so Blue Jay came from that. Um, before my hair was blue, my name oh. was blue. Yeah. That's the opposite of how I thought it. You thought my hair first <laughs> yep. and then the yeah. name? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, she can never dye her hair or any other color. No, it was the name first. So, oh. like, I could dye my hair. I'm not going to, but I could. <laughs> it works for you. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's been two years with the hair, four years with the name on Twitch, and, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years with the name just, like, on other forums and stuff. Yeah, but so streaming, um, I I just I built the computer and I was like, okay, now I'll do it regularly, get a schedule going. I had two other jobs, two other jobs at the same time, um, and at a certain point, I I was working at the comic book store and I was working for um, for my mom, mm-hmm. um, and she was like, hey, like you're doing pretty well. Um, you would, I know you would probably like to have more time to devote to this thing. Um, she's great. I love, I love my mother. Um, and she said like, if you need to come back, like you can have your job back. Um, like a little, um, a little safety net. Nice. So, uh, I went full time with the knowledge that if I needed to, if it didn't work out, I could still like have a job that would support me. Um, right. which is really lucky because not, not everyone has that. Like their boss is just like, yeah, sure. Like you could go take off a couple of months and if it doesn't work out, just come back. I'm sure if you told them, you're like, I'm going to do it to be uh, a YouTube I'm star be, or I'm a streamer. Be a streamer. Yeah, right. They'll be like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. okay. Dios. Okay. I'll see you never. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what, uh, you know, so it was uh, sometime after that when he started doing uh, D&D streams, but what do you think about, like, you're starting up that people who might want to start up a D&D stream, what could they glean from, 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 from your experience? Um, I would say that one of the big things is, is probably that networking and knowing people and supporting other people is really important Mm. Um, because the way that I grew from like nothing to where I am now is by being a fan of other people. Um, I feel that a lot of people try and start broadcasting with like blinders on. Like I'm just going to do my stuff and I'm going to focus really hard on me and I am not going to really look outside of that. And I've always found it to be really important to be like, if I'm not going to support other people, what reason do they have to support me? Yeah. Um, if I'm not looking around at what other people are doing and like actually engaging with that, then one, like I don't know what kind of content is out there. So I don't know what kind of content is in demand or what kind of content that maybe isn't present. Um, two, D and D and, and like role playing broadcasts in general are a really like multiplayer thing. You know, you can, you can do role-playing something by yourself, probably, if you wanted to just, like, campaign prep forever. Right. Or I'm going to be performing these monologues from Diablo 3. <laughs> <laughs> you could try and do, like, a role-playing a D&D stream by yourself. Um, but you, it's, it, you can't. Like, it, realistically, you can't. So you have to know people. You have to know people enough that they would want to spend that time with you because one of the big things about uh, tabletop shows is the recurring narrative. Like, every single week on Fridays, you can come and see what new thing is happening. Yeah, There are, like, one-shots, but I don't think you can make a channel on that. 
you no. know? No, so, yeah, the, having the, the, the continuity yeah. of it, making it feel like it's a, uh, you know, I think I just used this analogy over the weekend, but it's kind of like a Game of Thrones meets a radio show. Like, you have to have that kind of regularity while having the freedom to, yeah. you know, talk and improvise and just be, you know, a normal person. But you, people come back because they want to know what's... What's going to happen? What's going to happen next? They, get, they grow attached to the people, and part of that is the people caring about and being attached to each other. Yeah. And finding that kind of, like, group... Like, part of it is like, hey, like, I met X broadcaster at this convention and I talked to them about something and D&D came up and I was like, you know what? I know this person. They already have an audience. They're interested in playing a game. I play that game. Um, I might as well ask them if they want to play it with me on my channel. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the big things is, like, you can throw out that offer as much as you want um, you can be like, hey, person I've never talked to before in my life, do you want to play this game with me? And chances are the, que- the answer is going to be no, unless you have that first part. Yeah. Like, I actually have supported and invested in your community, your career. I am a fan of you. And, like, you know that yeah. because I've been there for, like, two years. And that kind of, like, networking isn't something that you can manufacture. Um, you really, like, it has to be genuine. You know, right. Like I can go up to someone who is a bigger broadcaster than me, who like maybe has no good reason to like, I'm not going to benefit them with my channel. Like I have like a hundred viewers and they have 2000. Like it's not a business decision for them to work with me. It is for me to work with them. (laughs) But what will sell them on on joining me and being in a like a D and D campaign with me is the fact that like maybe my hundred person viewership channel isn't that big, but I've also been like in their chat and active in it for two years, and they know that I'm asking because I want to play with them. Um, I also think it would be a good business decision, and I don't think there's a lot of separating that, but like it all comes down to that like connection that you get, that genuine like I support what you do. You've seen it. You know it. And I feel like in the tabletop community especially, like, yeah. that's super important. Like, it's you true. can't come into this and be like, I'm not going to watch or support anyone else's show and expect them to watch and support yours. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that, too, kind of uh, happen in the, on the D&D channel all the time where, you know, people that I've noticed uh, uh, showing up on the, in the chat, I'm like, oh, let's let's work with them more. You know, they... Uh, uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's countless examples, but one of the one of the best ones I think is uh, Lauren uh, Urban for Oboe Crazy. Yeah, she was just in the chat all the time, and I'm like, all right, we want to be like, I see her inter- Integrate, yep. be a part of it now, and and uh, uh, help us moderate and be that voice of of what's happening in the community. And that wouldn't have happened if she wasn't like, hey, I'm here. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're present and you're a fan of the thing, and people people notice that they right. notice that you genuinely give a shit about what's happening. Yeah. So D and D streamers going to different communities, watching yeah. other stuff. Saying well, hi, a lot of, like, being a big part of it. On other people's streams yeah, too, I've been working. I've been working really hard at that too. At like, hey, Chris Perkins, I, <laughs> hi, how are you? Yeah, it would be great if, and just like doing that. Like, did that work? I don't, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Chris, hit me up. Yeah, no, okay. we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to ambush him uh, later. Uh, but TwitchCon is coming up yeah. uh, this weekend. Pretty exciting. It's so exciting. I'm a little nervous. 
because of what I'm doing at TwitchCon. What are can, are we allowed to talk about? What you're doing? It's been announced. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be uh, playing. Shelly always asks permission. By well, the way. good. I'm I've scared it, of Greg. <laughs> I've seen it on Twitter, so I'm assuming it's okay to say it. It's true. It, it exists um, in the world. <laughs> I'm gonna be a player in a game with Jeremy Crawford as a GM. Awesome. And like he's like you look at his Twitter, and he is like the fourth major rulebook of D and D. His Twitter and is totally his that. His Twitter is. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what if I screw something up horribly? And he looks at me and he's like, that's not how that works. Not at all. He is the perfect. In the most (laughs) articulate way. Exactly. You'll feel like you're back in uh, 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 college. uh, with. uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's not how the the quadratic formula works. (laughs) He'll say, you know what? That's not the rule. But But it should be. And then he'll quietly go. And and change the rules. And then just just change it. No, no, automatically. Exactly. Uh, just tweet something like this is how this is now yes. and then you know everyone at home like prints out their copy of Jeremy Crawford's Twitter yeah, and they nice. like staple it together evolving yeah, yeah. Uh, he's doing uh, uh, he's a fantastic dungeon master and I don't I'm think so a lot excited. of people have been able to uh, see him dungeon master yet so I'm excited uh, for 10am pacific time on Friday on Friday yeah uh, who else is in this game um, Brandon Stennis he's uh, I am Brandon uh, he's in the game um, I know other people are also in the game because they've been emailing me. Um, Are these people that you haven't met or played Brandon, with Brandon, I have. Okay. I've met and um, I haven't played D&D with Brandon, but I've played games with Brandon. He um, is a broadcaster that I've known for a while. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, Benjamin Looms. Yeah, so oh. he is the composer and founder Sirenscape. of Sirenscape. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly, Sirenscape. Wait, I, mean, I say Sirenscape. Siren? Like, weird word. You're freaking me out. Okay, so how <laughs> is, it, how is Siren it? Siren or Siren? I've always said Sirenscape. Si- Siren would be S I, right? I always thought the Y would be like Erin. Yeah. I always thought it was just like a. We'll have to now, ask. I'm trying to remember it, ben, when he was here in the office. We had him on. I think, I think Hillary they said Sirenscape. He said Sirenscape. Yeah, because I feel like they would have corrected me when I said Sirenscape over and over again. I'll ask him. I'll be like, "Hey, so Greg thinks that it's pronounced." <laughs> and he's like, "I was too nice. I didn't. Want I didn't to. want to correct yeah. him." Us he Australians are known for being nice over and over. Uh, so he'll be actually performing live, uh, giving oh, some background uh, music while he's playing. While he's playing, oh, he's got a bard costume. He's very excited to. to that makes show. sense. Are you be, for him to be a bard. Exactly. Are you going to be in a costume? No, I told you I'm really bad at crafting. Yeah, I want to be better. I just want to basically like shove money at someone and be like, "Make me something." There's beautiful. people who can do that. Can you make me something? very pretty i'm just gonna like go on amazon and get a black cloak and then be like i'm a rogue (laughs) just deal with it so like this is what rogues wear like just black cloaks and uh, like it doesn't matter what's underneath because no one ever sees it you're a shadow you're the knight you may even be able to wear that that again yeah black black cloaks are extremely versatile black is in especially here in seattle yes right shelly Yes. Black is in. Yeah. You're blending right in with all the... Oh, yeah. I always <laughs> try not to wear black on Mondays. Forgot. Forgot. I mean, it's October, so yeah, yeah. black is... And I am a witch. So there you go. It was extremely After foggy this morning. I went to um, Salem, Massachusetts earlier. I've been... Earlier indoctrin. today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a broomstick. I just got some witch's brew. <laughs> You can get you can go really fast when you're a witch. I'm I gotta like sign up for that. Where's the like blood can, ledger? Oh, I can get that for you. Like okay, <laughs> you can good. be part of my coven. Awesome. So, uh, so anyway, also joining game. that game yes. is Mika Burton, who I'm really excited to meet. I haven't met her. Speaking uh, of her, face I think she has the like br- uh, broom of flying. As yeah, I think Best she right? actually is a witch. What? For this character, for her game, she has a broom oh, of flying. Cool. So yeah. That should be Spoiler exciting. alert. I'm Spoiler. so sorry. <laughs> Mika, don't hate me. 
Have you met Mika before? No. I haven't either, so I'm very excited. So her first experience with me is that I spoiled part of her. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, she was in Destiny and Doom here on the channel, actually Dungeon Mastered by Lauren Urban uh, uh, oh, last nice. year. Oh, cool. Yeah, but they, there was a, you know, a Skype-in show, so they would, I don't think uh, she's ever been in the office before, so I'm excited to meet her. And then James Wyatt is is the oh, final member. Oh, stop it. Yeah, who has played with Jeremy a bunch of times in their home game. Seriously? Uh, yeah. James is going to be there? James is going to be there. That's awesome. Yeah. So I get to meet this cool person? Yeah. Well, I'm excited. You'll love him. I don't know anything more than his name is James. Uh, it's a pretty cool name, yeah. right? Uh, he I used mean, to really. be on the D&D team, wrote tons of uh, uh, material in the 3.5 uh, era, so okay oh, that you missed good. it. Uh, but he's been on Magic Team, and so he was instrumental in making uh, the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica book. That's awesome. I just, uh, so one of the things when I was a wee baby nerd, I was like, you know, I'm a little nerdy, but I will never cross this one line, and that line is playing Magic. Um, you're extra nerdy if you play magic, except for like I almost just spit my coffee. <laughs> I mean, that's the line. <laughs> no, it's like you either are a WoW subscriber or you play magic, and that's those are the lines. What if you're both? I, I mean, then you're really nerdy. And you play D and D, and you host a D and D podcast. Then you're really. Then nerdy. your name is Greg too. No, that's me. no but Magic: The Gathering Arena just came out, and it's so good. Uh, Adam's been playing it. And I was like, this is, this art's really pretty and it doesn't look too complicated. I started playing like two days ago. You're in. Uh-oh. Uh, you crossed the Rubicon there. You're like full I'm nerd. A big nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Before I was nerd like lowercase n and now the n is capital. Break down those barriers. Pretty soon the e will also be capital. <laughs> we'll just like. You're like northeast erd. <laughs> no, I'll yeah. move to Boston, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Northeastern. I don't know. I, I make dumb jokes. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> have you been to TwitchCon before? Yeah, I've been to every TwitchCon. I've never been to a TwitchCon, so tell me all the yeah, things I need you, to know. What do we expect here? Um, I'm not going, but... There are a bunch of nerds. <laughs> I'm still supporting you and your... <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. What can, what can we expect from Greg? Um, one of the coolest things about TwitchCon, um, as opposed to other conventions, that I'm sure you've been to one of them, there's many in Seattle, yes. um, is that there are so many fans of broadcasters there, as opposed to just fans of video games oh um or fans of D shows so like um, a vidcon type of thing where it's like everybody's just there there the, I, I find that people go to twitchcon more to see the people mm. than they do to see the games oh, okay, in cool. my experience um obviously like because it's such a young convention it's changing every year like there's a lot of D content um at on like on the twitchcon um roster yeah that wasn't there in the last two years which I'm really excited about um, because tabletop is like, I love it. And the bigger it gets, the happier I am. Nice. Um, I would say that I've been hearing from a lot more um, video game uh, publishers than I have at past Twitch cons. They were mm. kind of like testing out the waters to see whether or not it was a good thing to do. And I think everyone's been like, yeah, let's do this thing. Let's get on board with TwitchCon. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. It's well, because it's, you never know when something new comes along. It's like, is this going to work out? Is this not going to work out? Like we've already marketed our convention. We've already like allocated our convention budget. Yeah. So uh, I've heard that a lot. As someone who tried to do a small convention in the nerddom, I hear that yeah. a lot, especially from people at Wizards. <laughs> Don't point. Why are you pointing? Because it was Shelly. She was one of my co- back when I was trying to do a small convention in North Carolina. I was like, "Hey, was can we get?" Oh, no, we, oh, I remember. It was just silly. 
Uh, but now you're here. But now I'm here, and I can be like, no, sorry, we allocated our budget already. <laughs> <laughs> now do you believe me? <laughs> I do. There's actually, yeah. So I feel like well, three years, I think three years in, is it three years, TwitchCon? For TwitchCon? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think three years. I think I've been to two before this. Okay. Just time, it passes. Um, <laughs> We're bad it's at weird. Like that. Yeah, uh, I would say that it's probably going to get more like PAXs. Um, with like video game publishers and larger companies like that. But I would say that I would hope that it still stays like broadcaster and community focused like I've seen in the past. I love the panels at TwitchCon um, more than panels at any other convention I've been to because I feel like being in the career I'm in, there's so much valuable stuff to glean from Uh, those people. Um, so I it's know. like a trade show, like for you. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, every single panel is like something I want to learn. Feels like it's like I, I don't know anything about Twitch. It's kind of other than what I'm learning from you guys going to it. But I, I thought it was like I didn't like. Are you talking like video game publishers might exhibit there, like have a booth there? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. That, that happens. Yeah. Because I always just pictured it like for the people by the people, the people who are on Twitch and like the with the panels and mm-hmm. watching the games and stuff. It's a really big part of it, but also video games are a really big, big part of Twitch. Yeah. We wouldn't the site wouldn't be the same if there wasn't that connection, the video gaming, tabletop gaming yeah. and the community that builds up around um, the games that people play. And so I feel like I've at least gotten emails from several different publishers that are like, we're going to be at TwitchCon. Come see our game. Because they want you to stream yeah. their game. Yeah, exactly. Cool. It's it's a, it's a good opportunity to get like a preview of a thing, yeah. um, to like talk one-on-one with people who are actually there it's always so different to like get a cold email and to have someone come up to you yeah even if you've as much experience with either person like i'm much more likely to be receptive when someone's like hey in person like this game right here that we have art for that you can see um is really cool and i'd like to talk to you about it versus like here open this attachment on this email to see the art for our game i'm just like "Mm, delete (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Good to know. But like communications manager, good to know. In person, it's so much easier to reach out to people. Yeah. It's, well, it's so much easier to form connections. Even just when you're talking about other D and D community members reaching out to each other, that yeah. way, it's the same is true. Uh, and it, the networking abilities at, at places like TwitchCon and Paxton are, are are built for not just streamers to get to know each other, although that's like a big part of it. It's uh, how do you interact with you know the the business part of it? Exactly, and I feel like I've been I've been pretty lucky in that I'm really good at doing that. Not that many people are. There's a big portion of the video gaming audience that grew up playing video games because of like a social anxiety. Or, like, just it's easier to talk to people when there's that separation through voice comms. Yeah. Um, I did theater. So, like, I have a ability to talk to people that um, really helped me out, I think, in in growing my, like, business and, like, my, my audience and just yeah. being like, hey, like... Out of nowhere, I don't know you at all. Let me just email Greg and be like, hey, Greg. <laughs> so you don't know me, but I'm, I want to be on your show. Well, and there is like, uh, it's, I wouldn't necessarily call myself an extrovert, but there is that like a bit of like, oh, you just have to it get helps. past the barrier 
of, oh, I don't want to bother someone. You're like, well, all right. Then you're like, I'm not bothering someone. I'm just talking to them. Right. You know, uh, but I'm that type of person who will talk to people all day at a, at a convention like that. And then I can't go to any social events after that. You're really. done. Yeah. I'm like, my brain has to check out because it's very hard to do that for 24 hours, let alone eight hours. I mean, hours. it's definitely changed for me over the years. Like my ability to just be like, hey, you don't know me, but I'm just going to talk to you. Right. Versus now I'm like, well, these are my friends. So I'm going to hang out with them because I don't get to see them that often. And like sometimes I'll be like, oh, new person. Like, hey, what's up? I don't right. know you, but you can turn it on for a little bit. Yeah. 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 But most of the time now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, but I just want to geek out with my friends <laughs> that I like. And it gets kind of hard. I can understand like someone coming into it brand new, trying to make those relationships mm-hmm. and, and being like confronted with like, hey, here's a bunch of people that obviously like are really engaged with trying to spend time together that they don't ordinarily get to spend together and like I feel like I'm intruding on that and that's hard it can be hard because conventions it's a lot of people traveling so a lot of the time yeah like these are people who are like really getting to spend the only time they get to spend together um, in person and it can be hard to be like I'm trying to make friends but also I don't want to mess with your like vibe that you got going on there it's a real big tightrope to, to mm-hmm. kind of to kind of walk right? yeah which I think like the same thing like you were saying um, doing the like let's see if I can like network like during the convention when it's work time yeah. and then after we're being like all right, now it's chill time. It's social time now. Now, yeah. now I'm just going to like hang out with the people I know. Um, I know that there are a lot of broadcaster communities who like the fans of a broadcaster because they all have that like connecting thing. We'll hang out together. Right, like a meetup or something yeah, like that. Yeah, without the broadcaster even present though. Like um, Ammunition, her uh, community is really good at that. Yeah. Um, I played Secret Hitler with them. Oh, cool. They're, they, they do a lot of fun stuff. And just like... Being able to get it, take advantage of the fact that there are all these people that are all interested in the same things as you are in the same place at the same time, which doesn't happen super often. That's what conventions are about is like, here are all these people that I know are interested in the same, same things as me because they're all here. And finding the ones that, like, you can be like, oh, my gosh, you watch that D&D show? I also watch that D&D show. Do you want to talk about that D&D show? I never get to talk to anybody in my real life about, you know, <laughs> in my real life, it's what just Strix a, is doing with DF and all that. Yeah, right. What it's is like, Strix doing? With, there's a lot of shipping. Knows, yeah, man. I don't know. They, I heard that Chris brought on uh, Hadil to play, like, a therapist yeah. or something. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Talk oh, him through it. Talk him through like it. It's the only way. An actual in-game, in-character thing. It's so good. I know. Oh, my God. And I can't wait for the uh, uh, Dice Camera Action Live show at yes. Twitch on the main stage. Holly showed me her costume. <gasps> Is it going to be good? It's going to be beautiful. Nice. I'm very excited. She said, I have a couple more things to do, and I'm just like but it already looks so good because they said they're doing like a ball outfit yeah right because i don't i don't follow i don't have enough time to follow the actual plot line but i guess they're they've all been like dressing up and going to a ball or something yeah and so i'm so excited yeah and holly unlike us 
She is she crafty. Is, she is very good at crafty. I told yeah. her that we need to go Part shopping. Her jam. I told her you to go shopping. I'm like, Holly, show me where you Take get all your Michael. witch stuff. <laughs> she makes it all. She finds She's the trash so and puts good. it together. It's like. It, so I'm going to get the assistance of a true and actual. I mean, you, it's just witchy stuff. Oh, yeah. It's October. I'm not like a craft witch, though. I'm like, you know. You're just like, like a, a magic like witch. A, yeah. Okay. Magic witch. Like a cauldron stirring. Do you have a cauldron? Witch. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Totally. Who doesn't? I mean, She's always stirring the pot. <laughs> All right. have to that eye of newt's not going to dissolve itself right. uh, so yeah the waffle crew is going into a party yeah. uh, uh, 2.30pm on Sunday October I 28th hopefully we'll be there nice I want to watch. I want to see all their costumes. Anna's, I'm sure, will also be great. Oh, yes. She's also very crafty. I'm so jealous. They've got crazy guests, too. They've got uh, uh, WWE superstar Xavier Woods. WWE superstar TM. I'm so excited uh, uh, to meet him. Felicia Day, uh, Malik Forte, Vivid Vivka. We have four guests. I think I don't think they've ever like, had four guests. Are they all going to be dressed in ball gowns? All dressed oh in costume. God. Oh my gosh! I'm going to tell you the props for this are uh, exquisite. Who's doing all that? I love ball I, gowns. I don't. I don't want to say. Someone it. has oh, yeah. to have an well, actual ball. Can someone I, have a real yes. ball? I would go to that. I would go to there. Those, I feel like those happen in L.A. all the time. Can we and do every it once in a while, for the next stream. I okay, see but team, Seattle like, is Phoenix better. is like, oh, I was just at these parties. And I'm like, what? How did that happen? Maybe that's just know. what they call parties in L.A. Yes, right. A ball. It's just ball. every time. It was like three of us in my living room. <laughs> it was a ball. In Seattle, it's just like, we're going to listen to Soundgarden with some flannels and drink <laughs> sipping some coffee I from mean, our 20-ounce D&D mugs. Yeah, let me just, like, in Seattle, like, you light some black candles and watch the crack. <laughs> and you're like, Holly. It's a ball. This is how you get your ideas, Holly, isn't it? I know it. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I definitely, um, I was so jealous that I missed the stream of many eyes. Oh, I know. Because it Me looked too. so cool. We had a lot of fun. We wanted to basically just make, uh, what would it be like if you walked into the streets in of Waterdeep? Deep. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, we just jinxed a little bit there. We did a little so bit. you owe me a Coke. I now. owe you some coffee. Um, Cheers. Just, it's water. <laughs> I have water. They gave me this beautiful mug and they filled it with water. Kind of stay stomach. hydrated. It's very important. <laughs> True. For me, I just need the coffee to, to stay up as fast as I can. Yeah, to talk as fast as Greg I can. Tito has to like get those interjections in really quick. <laughs> So the coffee is super important. It's true. No. Yeah, I know. I wish you could have been there. It would have been tons of fun. Next one. Next one. Next one. Can you not do it in L.A.? Seattle's so beautiful and nice. I know. And I live here. <laughs> it would be way more convenient. For Look you two. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. Nodding. That's, that's judgy face right there. You're like, hmm? Judgy yeah. witch face. Yeah. <laughs> judgy witch. See, that lasts longer than October. Yes. Yes. That's right. Pound's putting a, a, a face on your face as we speak. No, I'm sure. word has it that the studio is haunted. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you that because I know you're scared of things. It's not uh, 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 Eden. My my coven yes. coming to get me. Eden. Ingrid, perhaps. I like Eden. Yeah, Eden's a good one. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's no Janet. I mean, see, what we have to do is we have, <laughs> we have to get a, what is it called, a Ouija board? <sighs> yeah. Hasbro like, makes that, so we're good to go. Is that true? Yeah. yeah that's I right. Was, like, I was like nerpsing and I didn't even know it. Yeah. I was, like the, the you know, synergies. product placement. I, I didn't know. <laughs> but like it's, like, it's required it's of all this, of our guests. This like instinctively, like when you have a spirit... You like have to get the like thing yeah. out and put your hands on it. Did you it. ever use a Ouija board? Um, I feel like once, and there was a lot of giggling, 
And like, did you do that? No, you did that. You moved it. No, I didn't. I swear I didn't move it. You did. Like that was, yeah. There's a lot of I, that. I feel like if your teenagerhood did not include at one point like manipula- manipulating the Ouija I board never so that it spelled it. out. You didn't? Never. Well, but you're I a witch. I, I, yeah, I guess I didn't have to. So the to. spirits were moving through you. Just like, this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a large latte? <laughs> I'm not manipulating it. What are you talking about? They didn't even have not lattes back then, no, when you were a kid. No. I mean, they still they didn't have, have coffee lattes. back when I was a kid. <laughs> back before the Ethiopian shepherd before saw me. his goat. Discovered. <laughs> discovered coffee. I was actually Googling that the other day. Like, how did coffee get discovered? Some, like, myth about a guy and his goats. Yeah. We yeah. uh, uh, I, I did a short film called The Barista that was like <laughs> The Barista as like a short as a uh, like superhero kind of. He was like, I can buy the perfect you, coffee for you. Did you really do that? We really did that. Where? Uh, and uh, here in no, Seattle? we shot it in Brooklyn in oh. 2004. <laughs> I think. Can you can you put this up on your social? Yeah, oh, it's that? around somewhere. Is it out there? Uh, yeah, I actually I should get uh, it up there on the YouTube oh, at oh some God, point. Please. Um, but we did all this research about where did coffee come from, where and did we did like, and from? then we actually had it was he uh, Caldy comes to the guide, gives him like some sage advice, you know, by the end of it. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. But that's how I know. So that's how you knew that you were supposed to be in Seattle. Exactly. Yes. Which I didn't even know there was like this crazy coffee culture here until I started coming for, for PAX. And I you're think like, it's something about the weather. Yeah. I would say like warm, delicious beverages on a cool, rainy afternoon. It just fits. And then the lot, I thought it was like the logging community too, is that there would be, they drive really far. So they get tired. So they get tired. So and they so they would coffee. be, that's why there's all those stands on the side of the road is because I've they could just those. drive up and get the stand. There's one. So I drive to Vancouver fairly often. Oh, right. Um, and there's a bunch of those. And one of them is called like Foxy Lady. Oh yeah, so you got to be careful. And they sell like a <laughs> like a like a Red Bull slush. Ooh. Oh, it's that I didn't like. I won't even get it. But like those signs at the coffee things oh, were my. enough to get you hyper. You're yeah, button. I was like, yeah. I was like, I see that, and I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> Do they still have the bikini barista ones? I don't know. Probably. I've were you that. the one that I don't accidentally went to, to one them. with your kids? No. Oh, I think they do have those. Like, I think oops. that's a thing. I've seen the sign. I've never actually been Which to one of them. Which is weird because you'd think that would be more of an L.A. thing. Right. Because it's hot down there. Right. But no, up in the like frozen wilderness. Frozen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm from California. Frozen <laughs> wilderness. It's like at least 53 degrees. <laughs> it's true. In the wilderness. Yeah. Bikini baristas, I yeah. guess. Anna and Elsa, they're just there. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, the other guy who had the hot spring, like the hot spring guy in Frozen? Oh, also. right. The uh, the Swedish guy. That the, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's no, also Sven. there. Sven. No, no he Sven's the, the, reindeer. the reindeer. Sven is the reindeer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like the other guy. The other guy. I don't yeah. know what his name is, but he's also there. Selling coffee in a bikini. hundred <laughs> percent. I'd be all in. I'd be all in. This is what, like, I'm getting fought. This is my next D&D game that I run. There's going to be a b- bikini barista stop on the way from, like, I don't know, Waterdeep to wherever else there is. Wherever the next story is. Yeah. You never know. Uh, so uh, what's the character that you're playing in, in uh, the Waterdeep story? Oh, goodness. Um, her name is Makaria Rada. Um, she is a half-elf uh, grave cleric of Merkel. Ah. Um, she's really goth. 
She's a goth teenager. Is it Merkel the god of death? Yes. He was before Kalimvor. Right. Um, I was looking up because my last character, also a cleric. I have a thing for clerics. I love clerics. Oh, that's clerics good. and elves. Um, we need more yeah. clerics. Uh, my last character was a lawful good Tempest cleric. Mm. And I was like, he's such a good boy. Um, I loved him so much, but I want to play someone who's like on the other side of the necromantic cleric Um, because he was very much like, no, dead should stay dead. And I wanted to be like, what about if I make an undead army? What about that? So I looked for Forgotten Realms gods who were into undead armies, and Merkel is definitely into undead undead armies. So um, I also rolled my stats, which was a horrible idea. I got four eights. Oh. And I got four eights and two fifteens. That was my rolled stats. That's so strange. Yeah. yeah. It was like, that would be good as a hand of poker. <laughs> Not so much in d d It's a boat. Um, so before I named her, I was just like, she'll probably die in like episode two and I don't even care. And then I named her and I was like, I love her, my precious baby. And you will never take her away from me. <laughs> and you can't have her. <laughs> as soon as you put a name on it, then it's like, ugh. Yeah. I, can't, I need it. So, like, what was I, your name again? Macaria Rada. Macaria Rada. Yes, I did some googling for like gods of death. <laughs> oh. and I smashed them all together. I smashed them together into a cool name. It is a cool name. Thank you. Does I she like, wear black? Yes, all black, everything, every day. Nice. She's a very. You can reuse your black cloak. Yes, just there you black go. cloak. Um, she's very young. She is very drunk all the time. Oh. Because I recently started taking antidepressants, so I can't drink. So you're can So my character my character is like drunk constantly. It's how I get out my woes. I could mess it up, you know. Yes. So one of Shelley's recent character was uh, uh, Drunky Two Shoes. Was that the name? Your actual name? Yeah. She was a tabaxi. (laughs) She had a brother named Daryl. It's true. There's a lot of tension in the studio. I was, we were littermates. Oh, we were littermates. The, the litter All litter of a sudden. And then we started a new game, and I decided to bring back Drunky. Hello. <laughs> and he was not Daryl. That's true. He chose something different. Daryl perished, we believe. Maybe. In, in, uh, Macaria killed him in a bar. Yes. Oh, don't. <laughs> Drunky really thinks he's still out there. No, he's totally dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> he might come back. Maybe. Yeah. Come back from the dead. From the dead, yeah. Yeah. He's got nine lives. This might be his tenth life. All I learned animated at fifth level, so something to shoot for. It'll be fine. That's honestly my main goal with this character. Get to fifth level, have undead servants all the time. That's all I want. That's cool. That's all I want. Do the dishes. Like I don't know. I feel like many D and D clerics are all about like you have all these necromantic spells, but you're supposed to be like helping people. I mean, I'm sure there's like evil campaigns, but I haven't up to this point really been in one of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm all like, but, you know, we have this turn undead for a reason. And Macaria is very much my vehicle for like, but what about if I had a bunch of zombies all the time? And how would like P- NPCs be like, you have a bunch of dead people? I'm really excited. Is she, is she good? Is she a good no. character? <laughs> oh, no. So no. you don't even have to worry about being like, oh, but these are good zombies. No, they're no, they're not. Okay, good. no. Uh, I, at one point, we were in the yawning portal, and um, I tried to steal a drink very badly because I have four eights. Right. Um, it's not my fault. I rolled bad. <laughs> you know, DNA. It's, it's, my stats are just th- my stats. You were just rolled that way. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I'm doing a. We're doing a parody song. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm inspired. 
Moving on. <laughs> it'll be a I'll lady. It it'll be tonight. like a Lady Gaga song. Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say it. Right? That's how you say it. <laughs> I've only read Lady I Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That was great. That was a that great callback. Thank that's right. you, Brandon. That's right. Circle. All right. Well, I feel like that's that's the ending okay. point. That's it. We're gonna get that. That's that's it. That. Yeah, uh, Sweet. Uh well I'm excited about uh TwitchCon. Uh, yeah. it's gonna be really fun to be in San Jose. Yes, I'm excited for my rogue. Like precious uh, I haven't named them yet. Okay. So Which I'm m- not as attached yet, but all of my characters are my precious babies. Yeah. Um I'm like I'm gonna look for the moment where I can heroically sacrifice myself. Two hours, heroic sacrifice. We'll see if it goes there. That's what know. one shots are made for. Exactly. Yeah. One shots are made for like dying in the best way possible. Exactly. The coolest way. And I can't wait for you to play with uh, Jeremy Crawford. It's going to so be excited. fantastic. I think his dungeon mastering style is uh like just I don't know, it's it's one of my favorites, so I can't wait. I look forward to it. Sweet. How can people uh, watch some of your stuff uh, online? Well, um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash bluejay. You can find me on Twitter at bluejay underscore 712. You can find every role-playing thing I've ever done on my portfolio at bluejay.tv slash portfolio. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash dnd on Fridays. Actually, we're doing our show on Wednesday this week because of TwitchCon. That's right. So Wednesday at 9 a.m., 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific. Coffee it up. The things I do for love. <laughs> That's why it's coffee. It's perfect. You got to drink a coffee, lot of it. Coffee, D&D, Wednesdays. Nice. Yeah, this Wednesday. With uh, uh, Angela Merkel. No. Um, <laughs> Macaria Rada. Macaria Rada. <laughs> Angela <laughs> Merkel is my like best friend that I murdered when I was a child. No. <laughs> and the... You know, Prime Minister of Germany, but you know, sure, yeah, also the god of death in <laughs> the Forgotten Realms. Yeah, it's the the the, the, the all it's it's the the weaving the thread has been woven. I don't know. <laughs> we will unravel it one it day. Got weird, but not here on this podcast. <laughs> no. We never get to unravel anything. Well, thanks for coming in. Uh, we'll have you on again. I'm sure. Oh, awesome! It'll be thanks lots for of fun. having me. That was a really great interview talking to Blue Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't you feel like you uh, uh, stole her essence and now you're a little bit younger? No, I was actually going to say I feel like her mother. <laughs> you feel older now. I feel older. Aww. She's adorable. She is adorable. And uh, and she's I, I meant it when I said she's the elder stateswoman of, of, of twitching. I guess. Yeah, she's been doing it for a long time. Um, and uh, I can't uh, uh, wait to hang out with her uh, in San Jose for TwitchCon. It's going to be tons of fun. Lots of things going on there. We talked all about it. But if you're not going to be in San Jose, uh, go to twitch.tv slash dnd, and you can watch all the happenings there. I will. I will. You will? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't forget there's the Broken Pact is going to be there. Uh, so Ruben Bressler is a dungeon master running a fantastic cast playing Dungeons & Dragons set in the city of Ravnica using all of the material from Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. We're going to start seeing some previews of that? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to burp off Mike, but thanks for making it real. uh, Sorry, I didn't know what you were. My stealth check, I failed on it. Big time. Big time. Yeah. 
And uh, it's all that coffee liqueur that I've been drinking. I guess so. Um, so that's going to be tons of fun. And check it all out. They are playing at 4 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday. The Broken Pact is, uh, they're a fantastic group. They're going to be, uh, their third session is actually going to be live at TwitchCon. So check it out if you haven't already. All right. Uh, and learn how to get into all the magic lore. We'll be doing panels uh, on that from Jeremy Crawford, James right. Wyatt, and Ari Levich. Oh, fun. Uh, as well as Ashlyn Rose will be joining that. She's been reading a lot of the um, novels set in Ravnica on her Twitch channel. Oh, my gosh. Which is uh, it's very exciting. She reads the novels? Yeah. I love a, that. It's like a story story time. That's really nice. Yeah, we should be doing that with um, Matt Forbeck's books. Endless yeah, Quest books. Quest. Yeah. Yes. We're going to start up a show. Shelly reads to you. I do it every night to Quinn. Just turn on a camera. Nothing weird about that. Well, it would be if it was actually <laughs> Quinn. Oh, you think it would be weird? I know it would be weird. I see him every day. And then what does he say? He says, look at my butt. It's so big and round <laughs> like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. He says that? All the time. That's inappropriate. At, while putting his butt in your face. That, I, don't, I don't think that's okay. It's kindergarten, man. What is your kid learning in kindergarten? Not that, apparently. No, they don't have Sir Mix-a-Lot sessions? Uh, they do, but they mostly know it from Sing. Because that song oh, yeah. is in sing. Yep, yep, that it's true. Yeah. Well, then I feel better about it. Oh, totally normal. I didn't teach him the lyrics. You're nope, like, I didn't me. dance around to the anaconda not wanting any. Oh, did I tell you also he's doing the Macarena now? That's like a thing that's coming back. The Macarena is coming yeah, back. Yeah, he brought it back. He brought it back. He brought it back big time. Hard school. Yeah. Well, it's about tw- like the 20 years thing, right? It's been about 20 years since it came out, right? And it's, he, I don't know if he's actually doing it right, but I was like, why could I never do that? Oh. I'm not coordinated. But like the way that he was doing it, I'm like, that's so easy, dude. Yeah, is it just... just... I don't know. Yeah. And then he goes something like this. Which you can't see, everybody, I realize, but hands on the cheeks and shake your little head. Those are and not And then the hands on the hips. Those are not them. And then you spin around and go, hey! So now he wants to learn the electric slide. And that one's way more difficult. Oh, we were YouTubing it yesterday. Oh, for like, the... I, nope. I do like... I never really got into... Why this is going to be one of those long-ass outros. Ryan likes these. Uh, he loves them. He does. We've got three more of these to do. Oh, boy. Uh, Who's picking I, my kid up today? I, oh, yeah. It's time. No, it's fine. Okay. He's got a dad. That's good. I hope. Are we... I think we lost it. No, wait. We electric lost slide. It you were going to... You said you always liked... I, don't, I never liked programmed dances oh. where you have to do the thing that everyone else is doing. Oh. you. I always liked the idea of it, but I could never do it. Yeah. No. I'm out. I'm out, too. Yeah. You can be in. No, because I can't do it. I can't either. And so I'm the kid who just wanted to jump around. Jump, jump around. around. Jump up, jump up, and get down? Yeah, that's down. me. Yeah, that's cool. what I like to do. Uh, so you can jump up, jump up, and get down with Dungeons and Dragons uh, by following along on our Instagram as well as uh, Dragon Plus. You can download that for. Oh, uh, yeah, Dragon Plus. There's a new issue out, it's pretty fantabulous. And uh, all about what's going on in the game board games, right? And they're like a board, it's a board game. game issue. Yeah, things are happening. Yep, that's pretty cool. Um, follow me. I'm at Greg Tito. Where are you? I'm at Shelly Moo on Twitter. Yes. You can come to Facebook too and and like my writer page. Ooh, what about your Avalon Hill page? And you can go to Facebook and like Avalon Hill Games Sweet. and on Twitter, Avalon Hill 
too. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys on all those social media platforms or on twitch.tv slash dnt for TwitchCon 2018. Or in person if you're going to TwitchCon. You can see Greg. That's right. Give me some high fives. All right. Peace out, everybody. We'll be back uh, soon. <laughs>